Welcome to Women Waken, a podcast that helps you heal spiritually from trauma in relationships, childhood, early life conditioning, to shift from a place of codependency to a state of divine feminine love, acceptance, harmony, and abundance. On Women Waken, we begin the journey to waken from the illusion of needing to prove our worth into the divine experience of knowing our worth. I'm your host, Whitney Walker. I'm a licensed mental health therapist, and I specialize in substance abuse, addiction, eating disorders, trauma, and spirituality. I'm also a fellow human being who has faced most of the issues that I discuss on this show. On today's guest episode, I have my dear, lovely, beautiful friend, Amanda Monier. This is her part two on the Women Waken podcast. She was a guest of mine a year ago, and oh, how both of us have changed and transformed since that first interview. So I welcomed her back so we could catch up on all the new developments in her life and all the new work that she's doing. Amanda is a certified multidimensional healer. She's a certified breathwork facilitator, published author, visionary, mentor, certified yoga teacher, and host of the Love and Power podcast and health and fitness enthusiast. Amanda is passionate about supporting powerful, successful women to release repeat cycles of pain with men and leap into their most badass version at rapid speed. Amanda and I dive deep into the topic of relationships and how we can truly find our divine soul partner, what Amanda terms our alpha king, by really doing the healing work and raising ourselves to a state of such deep love for ourselves that we're able to connect with those who can truly also see us and love us. So take a listen and enjoy. Hey, Amanda, welcome to the Woman Waken podcast. Hi, Whitney. Thank you for having me. I'm so excited to have a conversation with you again. And I just love everything about when we get in the flow of our combos. So I'm happy to be here. Totally. And I should have said welcome back because you have (laughs) a lovely, beautiful guest on the show before over a year ago at this point, it was last May. I think we're both at very different points in our lives. I was on the coast. I was in Carmel at the time. Your work was fairly different. I think a lot has changed since then. Would you share with us what you're all about, what your focus, what you're centered on at this point with your work? Yeah. So Oh my, yes. So much has changed. I, it feels like a different lifetime sometimes when I think back to like years and even a couple of years ago, but at this point, for, for those of you who are new to me, my name is Amanda. I am a multidimensional healer and coach and my specialty and what I've been called into the season of my business is supporting women who are desiring to call in their man, who are ready for that epic, relationship and are done with the struggle bus and done with the attachments and the depletion and the chaos and the wounded cycles and patterns and things around love. So that is what my main focus is right now. In addition to my fitness business, I have really started to ramp things up. I'm a bikini competitor and uh, do that on kind of on the side. Well, it's a kind of a full-time job, but <laughs> so that is some of like the, the main things that have shifted. But yeah, really my passion is helping women 
in that process to receiving love and really embodying love and being able to be in this space where they feel the sense of harmony within themselves and not, you know, all of these cycles of collapse and depletion that I think many of us have experienced. We're just simply done with that. So that is my specialty at this point. Beautiful. Thank you. So exciting to be moving into this realm and really stepping into it and owning it when you have shifted all these things for yourself. How beautiful to be in that position. On that note, would you be open to sharing with us a bit of your personal story from this past year? If you're whatever you're open to sharing, but I'd be curious to hear about how this personal fitness journey impacted you, how it shifted your confidence, your empowerment. And also, I think that your love life has changed a little bit in the past okay. year. So as much as you'd like to share, I'd love to hear it. Oh, where to start? So I'll start on kind of maybe a little bit of the heavier bouts that have led into this this journey, really. So I was in a relationship, I'll say that lightly. <laughs> Last year, it was over the summertime. And that relationship was, I, I there was like a space of rock bottom. So I've been on my healing journey for the last 10 years. And I have just been determined to figure out, I was, I've just always felt that something wasn't quite right about what we've been told. And these painful cycles that many of us go through at the foundational level, all I realized all I wanted was love. Like all I really wanted was love and connection and to feel stable within myself. And so I have just been, I'm a seeker as I know you are. So I've been on this journey for the last 10 years and really just finding what tools actually work and what effective healing, what transformational healing really is about, because there's a lot of stuff in the spiritual communities that I've actually found has kept me more stuck than supported me. And I know it was all my process, all my journey going through this. So back to that relationship. So I was in that relationship and it ended, I'm going to just condense the story, but it ended with cheating. He cheated on me. And I was just in this space where I felt it was like my rock bottom. I felt so unseen. I felt so worthless. I actually went through a week where I was detoxing out of my womb, these really dark, painful energies to where it felt like I had knives in my womb. Like my friend's family were like, do you need to go to the ER? I'm like, I'm fine. I know what's happening. But I was in physical pain. I was in emotional pain. I felt attached to this person. I felt siphoned by this person. I felt just so many different things were going on for me. And I made these decisions that one, I was going to get to the bottom of this because I never wanted to feel that way again. And two, I made some decisions that I was going to continue to figure this out and pick myself back up no matter what, because there were times when I wanted to quit. There were times I can remember literally laying in the shower, the water flowing over me. And I'm like, okay, God, if this is literally the best it's going to get, like I'm out. I, I can't go on like this any longer. It's too painful. And part of my journey I within within a month, I I had always wanted to compete in uh, bikini bodybuilding fitness shows. And I just I was like, okay, Amanda, instead of like just thinking about it, wanting to do it, I made the choice to do it. I made the choice. I jumped into my um, master's in business program and I just started to like pick myself up. But underneath all of it, I started to connect in with like true healing, like connecting in with the with this experience of healing like I'd never experienced it before. And we can maybe go into that a bit later, but 
I started to really understand why I was experiencing these literally loops, these healing loops. It was like same man, different face. I was like, this, this couldn't be more familiar, like going through these experiences where you're like, oh, maybe this is the one. And then wind gets knocked out of your sails and they either ghost you or they cheat or whatever it might be. And you're just left like collapsed, right? I was collapsed in my feminine energy in my body because I didn't have the proper architecture in my energy field to hold me up. And maybe we can get into that a bit later as well, but fast forward. So I made, I was determined. I was, I was like, you know what? I'm going to choose to figure this out. I know this is part of my mission on this planet. I knew deep within my soul that I was here to support the birthing of these new relationship templates and paradigms. And fast forward into February, I I'd had a crush on this man at the gym for a very, very long time. And part of my healing process, I I wasn't ready when I thought I was ready to receive the love, not as a condition. I wasn't quite ready. My system wasn't ready. And in February, the gym crush slash slash man of my dreams asked me out. And it has been such a different experience. And I would love to even share with women what you can anticipate with a healthy relationship. Because for a moment, I was like, my nervous system was so at rest. My feminine system was so at rest. I'm like, oh, this makes sense now. This is actually how it's supposed to be. It is the healthiest, most beautiful relationship I've ever experienced. And it's it's interesting because I don't feel those attachments. I don't feel like this uneasiness in my system. I never wonder what he's doing, if he's going to call, because it's just so stable and so beautiful. And he leads in such a beautiful way. So Lots has happened. Lots has happened. (laughs) You're like a whole 180 and it's so inspiring, Amanda. And I love that you saw because it's, there's so with the, with each realm, physical, mental, and emotional, we, when we invest a lot of power, it creates this force of change, right? So when we do something, not everybody has to do a a physical fitness challenge or be, or compete. But for you, you felt like you, I think intuitively knew I want to, and mentally, right. You did the MBA. So you're like, I want to fuel these, but the result was that your emotional body came along for the ride because you were really propelling yourself and challenging yourself. And so it allowed for this movement, almost this excavation of these deep emotions. So that's so brilliant. And like, kudos to you. Like, I don't know many people that could just suddenly decide to do an MBA and a, you know, what, what do we call it? A physical a fitness competition? Yeah. So uh, I'm an MPC bikini competitor. So there's all different classes and divisions and things, but I'm definitely on the more feminine side of, of the bodybuilders. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So you really overhauled all three systems in this past year. You were done, it sounds like. So that's just incredible. And, you know, it's a testament to your current success, but also how big your future success will be because you are someone who actually gets into action, which not everybody is. So super impressed with you and just so proud of you and just so happy for you. Thank you. you Because we're buddies and I saw you, you know, we walk each other through these things, right? When we're going through relationships and we're out there in the crazy world of dating, we talk to our friends, we compare experiences. And you and I were in fairly similar similar situations last summer where we were, we thought at some points it was great. And then there was confusion, frustration, turned out to all be not 
so pretty, right? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, Amanda, we have connected more recently for updates and such. And there are the few things I was on your show recently that you brought up that really stuck with me that are related to, as you just shared about your, your work focus now. And uh, part of that was actually something that, uh, shout out to you, I just did a solo episode yesterday and spoke of your relationship because I was oh. talking about how, what, because I loved, you had told me this recently that you met, you had a crush on this guy for a while. Six and, months. <laughs> and you saw him and you were thinking, oh my goodness, that is a sexy man. But I think, that, again, intuitively you knew I'm not going to approach that. I'm still figuring shit out from the last thing and all of that. But you're kind of wondering like, well, why isn't, what's, why is when's he going to come over here? And then you said that once you, it's like things all kind of turned into place. And then there he was asking for your number. Cause my episode was about how, when we start to shift ourselves, when we shift out of the energy of doubt and lack and fear and into love, we, it's a leveling up, right? We actually change our state of being so then we're going to attract others at that same state of being. And it sounds, this is a solid dude who isn't in that lower energy of sort of conditional interactional love where it's like, or transactional love where it's okay, well, I'll give you attention if you do this for me. And then I'll, and then you get into the situationships where it's, it's brutal. There's lying, there's dishonesty, there's it's insincere, but it sounds like you leveled up with yourself so that you were ready for this. And I just love that at the right time. You guys have been hanging out at the gym for six months, but it took, it wasn't until that exact day that he knew to come and ask for your number. And I just think that's brilliant and such a good encouragement to women because we, we get frustrated. We get impatient out there. We think, when are we going to find him? When's it going to happen? Does, is it really going to happen? Is it just a made up make-believe thing to actually find a good man? <laughs> Uh, yeah, all those all those days where you're just like, oh my gosh, am I being like, am I asking for too much? I'm here to tell you, no, you are not asking for too much. Your desires are not within your heart and soul by chance, especially especially if you're listening to this. And I always say this to my clients and the women in my space. I do believe that there are, you know, I believe we all are here to, you know, co-create and have beautiful relationships. But for those of us who have had this like burning desire in our souls, since we can remember for love and this most benevolent, beautiful relationship, like that just may even feel like, you know, like we feel like we're asking too much. Actually, I drew, I truly believe that you are one that is here to birth a whole new paradigm of relationships. And so those of us, that have had this template. It's an energetic template. I do believe not that we had to go through struggle, but like we've been through a lot of relationships. I call them relationships. We've been through a lot of pain in with men. And it's like this certain level of mastery that we're, that we're really moving into. So you are not, your desires are not a fluke. <laughs> you are, you are meant to have it. You are meant to have it. Yes. Thank you. Yeah. Amanda says so. So it's, it's true, everybody. Yeah. And I, you know, you're exactly right. And that's, what's been kind of firing up in me recently is this isn't just about me. This is about something bigger. Uh, you know, there's, um, soulmate coaches out there whose message is that the more soulmates that come together, the more we contribute to raising the consciousness, the vibration, the shift on this planet. Right. So that's another message to the ladies. Don't worry if your man's out there. He is because it's for the highest good benevolence of the whole human race, the species. So just got to trust it, right? 
Yes. So I've been thinking that way more. And two mantras I've come up with are, which are kind of related to another thing you told me, Amanda, you said that you right before your man, what's his name? So I can, is it Lucas? Luke. Yeah. Although I do like calling him your man. Uh, Luke. I know I call him my man. Cause to me, boyfriend feels a little, doesn't feel fitting. Like he's not a boy. He's a man. So I, I just call him my man. I've called him my boyfriend maybe a couple of times. Like technically he's my boyfriend, but he's my man. <laughs> Some reason that feels a little better to me. Love it. You said that before he came and asked for your number, you had completely become neutral to your past lovers. And that really hit me because I thought I'm not fucking neutral. <laughs> I got this person right here. I got this person right here. Like if they, if I see them on social media or something, I'm going to get this buzz. And I realized like, oh damn, that's not neutrality. So I still have energy for them. And that made me realize, well, why? And the answer is because I still hope for a bit of a hit of dopamine or rush validation from them. I had blocked a few people. I blocked everyone after you said that. I realized I don't need to see them on there. That doesn't help me heal. That's not helping me get past. So that's one thing is just recognizing that if we don't truly release our attachments to people, it's really hard to be available to that true soulmate partner because we're still a little bit in this energy of, well, but maybe this person will still come around and say nice things and make me feel good and stroke my ego. You really have to move from your ego into your heart and say no, which is my other mantra is that I release attraction to anything that is not love. Because again, it's this attraction to those men who are, you know, very enticing, very seductive. They can be very charming, but it's, it's empty. It holds, it's not love. It's just, they want to get their needs met. And I want to get my needs met through them validating me. But when you move away from that truly, and you say, I love myself so much that I no longer seek love from others. I will be my own greatest source. I had another woman on the podcast recently, Jana Wilson, who wrote a beautiful book called Wise Little Ones about inner child trauma, early life trauma healing, who her mantra is along the lines of, the love I give myself is better than the love I could ever receive from another. So basically the idea that I would rather give myself love than trying to, to get somebody else to give it to me. And that's powerful because I think a lot of us, when we're single and we're looking, we're like, I want that person who's going to give me attention and give me affection. And there's nothing wrong with that. I bet you get a lot of attention and love from your man, <laughs> right? So it's not like we have to do without, it's just the idea of where are you asking for it from? Who are you asking it from? So again, my new thing is I'm not seeking it from people who I know damn well have no interest in loving me. I'm going to give it to myself until somebody comes around and, and offers. Cause that's another thing I believe in being in your feminine. I'm a traditionalist that way. And that I think that women are, we receive, that's our natural status to receive. And so when we go chasing after men and beg them to love us, Men don't know how to receive that because they're, if they're truly in their masculine, their efforts, their energy is going towards pursuing, coming into the feminine, not being chased by the feminine. So I'm really putting that into action now and following your lead, basically, Amanda, because now I see I'm like, oh, well, damn, she fucking did it. So... <laughs> Yeah, it's so, I mean, even metaphorically, I heard this once, I don't remember where I heard it, 
but it's like the feminine is the lighthouse and the masculine is the ship. So when we're in our radiance and when we're in our joy and when we're taking inspired action along the way, it's like the sperm meets the egg too, is like a second one. So it's just, it, it, it really gets to be that easy, but it's all of the programs that we've taken on that we're not good enough that we aren't worthy that, you know, oh my gosh, like I don't want to be seen in my fullness. It's these bits. And then in addition, something that was really important for me was being true to myself. So I actually was in a dating experience, I'll call it, prior to my man coming in. And there was some initiations that came through when I was in this relationship. So there were a couple of things. So for you ladies listening, the most like beautiful gift you can give yourself is to trust your feminine system, like trust your feminine system and your knowing. So Oh, when I was in this situation, there were a couple of things that happened and I did not feel safe. I did not feel held. I felt pressure to do things that made me uncomfortable. And so I knew because the old me would have either done it anyway, or I would have ran off from it. And I knew I needed to stand in my truth. And in a beautiful way, I asked, Hey, something's coming up. Can I share this with you? He said, yes. I shared with him what was coming up for me and how I was feeling. I didn't project anything onto him. And, and he basically was like, without saying it, he was like, yeah, well, tough shit. Like I can't show up for you in the way that you're asking me to. And I said, well, I appreciate your honesty because he could have lied to me, right? He could have lied to me. So I appreciated his honesty and we released the relationship. A week later, my man came in. Had I stayed on that lower timeline, dabbling in something that didn't feel good to my system that I knew was a no. I knew deep down in my system, it was a no. He wasn't my person. I, I, who knows where I would be hanging out right now. So just learning to really trust those deeper, deeper intuitive knowings in the way that is unique to you. Cause I do believe we all sense things differently, but at the very foundational place, our feminine system is such a potent place where we can go to ask ourselves, like, is this a yes? And is this a no? And really just beginning to honor and trust that because there's not been one time with Luke, where I have felt uncomfortable in my system to where I have felt unsafe or I felt any of these energies. And not to say like we're human, right? Not to say that it's going to be all peaches and butterflies and rainbows and stuff for forever, right? I'm sure there will be growth opportunities that come up. But when two people are so grounded in themselves and are in like that celebration of each other and really, you know, can, can, can be in their own space too. Like, you know, attachment is such an interesting thing. It just, it's a whole different situation. And so had I not listened to those knowings and had I not stepped up to that, what that initiation was asking from me, that it would have been a whole other timeline, a whole other situation. Cause we are, you know, there's people talk about destiny and all these things, but we have certain choice points that come up to where we get to make those decisions. And then, you know, there's certain things that come with certain decisions. Absolutely. And that reminds me of another sort of concept or phrase that I'm keeping with me is I'm detaching from drama. Because as you described, I think when we feel a no, sometimes we'll stay in it because we'll be like, well, yeah, but there's still like some good here. Like it's still kind of fun and it's still kind of, you know, engaging, but we're, we're wasting our time at this point, right? There you and I went through cycles of relationships and we went through every single one that we needed to. 
I believe I'll say that maybe one or two extra, but I think that we <laughs> yeah. get it until you get it right. And then you, it's like that, you know, the straw that makes, breaks the camel's back, the final go round where something finally clicks and you say, I am done. I see yep. this pattern, and I don't want to do this anymore. I don't want to keep playing into these people who want to give me the tiniest bit amount, who want to do the least minimal effort, who don't want to actually honor and see me for who I am. But I think we get kind of used to not really being seen or not being heard and not having people who are willing and open to actually going the extra mile to be attuned to one another. I just said mm -hmm. about attachment styles and secure attachments are based in attunement where someone is actually willing to open up to their partner, as well as the other partner is to them. And then you can say, Hey, when this happened, I felt this way. Can I share with you? Can I share what's going on? And they'll say, yes. Unlike the guy that you're dating that said, no, I won't do that. And then yeah. you're like, okay, thanks. Cool. Bye. <laughs> and it was very basic, like things too. I'm not, I we don't need to go down that rabbit hole, but it was very basic things. That was not in my opinion, a big ask, like this doesn't feel safe for me or my body. You know, can you like, what do you think? And it was like, it was just, it, it, there was no like, oh, I want to make sure that this woman feels good and safe. And with these, you know, I sometimes I call them alpha, men with alpha king vibes. These men, oh, they just love it with making you feel safe. And I had asked something of my man today and I'm like, hey, can I make a request for you to help me with something? And he was like, anything for you? Yes, of course. And, and I'm just like, oh, it gets to be that easy. You just will feel celebrated and supported by the right person. But, you know, yeah, to your point, Winnie, it's like when we get in these cycles and we have these attachments, and I say this with no judgment, gosh, I was in collapse over a man for, for six months because it was the same loop cycle. I was like, oh, he's my person. And then someone else, like a, a coach mentor was like, oh, yeah, he's your soulmate, which I do believe is a no-no for coaches and mentors to be telling other women who are who isn't their person. I think it's, you know, our job as mentors and guides to be a mirror and to be support and to reflect information rather than telling someone what their truth is, because he, in fact, was not my soulmate. <laughs> and it was part of my very painful process at the time, because I was literally attached to this man, this idea of this man for six months. So this is another way that women's life force energy gets harvested, because when we have unhealthy attachments to a man and we're chasing a man and we're trying to receive love from a man, my my just uh, invitation for you would be to come back into center, call all your energy back. And part of the devotional template for those here to bring these new relationship templates in is this devotion to the king. And this is a multifaceted. So it's like God source universe, like the divine cosmic masculine. It's your inner king. And then it's reflected to you by your physical earth king. So this process is something that is missed by a lot of people and because we haven't been taught these things. We're not taught how to, you know, put God back on the throne of our heart and to really connect with this masculine essence. And so for like my lady clients who are in these states, you know, with these physical men that all this stuff's coming up, it's like one of the practices that you can do is connecting in with God source, whatever word you use this masculine father principle and just like receiving what you desire from that man from source. And asking for that nourishment to come through. And also then 
Oh, I believe some people may not, but I believe we internally have masculine essences and feminine essences. And when we connect in, um, I call it the inner king with our inner king, which is all around like our own sight, our own truth, our own frame, what we're able to hold. Like some women's nervous system would maybe even feel a little wonky around these alpha king men. If you're used to that chaos and drama, your system, your body is, it feels more comfortable with that chaos and drama. So this is where you can begin to bring those awarenesses in and, and really like, it's not, it doesn't have to be hard work. It's just sitting in that feminine space of receiving and you just asking and allowing that energy to come through your body and beginning to feel what it feels like to feel that nourishment and to feel your nervous system resetting and to feel your body. Because this is another big part embodiment and it's a big buzzword, but a lot of people don't understand it. So when we talk about the body, can your body hold that frequency or is it going to repel it? So most people manifest on the higher realms. What a lot of people don't do is they don't anchor these frequencies into their physical vessel. And then that's where they're like, uh, why isn't this stuff so showing up on the physical? Like my vision board, I've done a hundred of those. <laughs> like we've got to anchor it into the physical body. So that's a big, um, it's a, it's a big component of this process. And at least it was for me. Definitely, definitely. And again, you're a testament to the fact that it actually can happen when you do it at that level and actually call it in. And yeah, it is, you know, being like more drawn to and more comfortable with that chaos is it's an addiction cycle. Just as I was saying, it's kind of that, you know, not you say that you want love, but you keep taking breadcrumbs, you keep taking lower level awful offers. Um, but I said awful and they are awful situations. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> thing is that when you, again, you have to go through what you go through, but once you kind of jump in the river of that situation, you kind of let it play out. I personally never been able, once I take the breadcrumb and fall in with a man, I usually have to go through a whole cycle with them. And then you're finally like, okay, it's, you know, it's, I can get out now, but it, it, then it sticks with you energetically. So the quicker that you start to realize that it's up to me, I don't have to keep choosing these men, I can make different decisions. And the other thing I was thinking about while you were talking, Amanda, is that, you know, when you get aware of it, it's so obvious. It's so obvious when a man is not that alpha king male, as you described, because they are going, they're not going to do any of those things. They're going to make you feel like you have to question yourself. They're going to make you feel like what you're asking for is a little too much. They're going to make you feel anxious, uncomfortable, not at ease. That's all you have to look out for. Everyone I've talked to now who's met their soul partner, a soulmate, says the exact same thing that you say. I felt seen in his presence. There was no drama. It was very organic. It was very natural. I felt at ease. I felt comfortable. They they wanted to do things for me. They offered. They very much were courting me and caring for me and doing all of those beautiful things without that person having to ask, having to push for it, right? Having to feel that horrible feeling that I felt with so many other men where for one moment, they're being nice and attentive. And then all of a sudden they're like, oh, actually, no, I can't do this with you. And your heart just drops, right? When you're with those men where you're like, oh, okay. But the problem is that once you're in the cycle with them, you've learned to just take it. It's almost like just taking a slap in the face and you're just like, oh, just another disappointment. Okay. But that shouldn't be how it is. Right. It, that's not what a real loving situationship looks like ever. 
right? Of course, uh, even an alpha king, you know, soulmate can't do everything, right? But they will offer. And if they can't do it, they're going to say, hey, how can we help you get this done? They're not going to abandon you. They're not going to say, I don't know, like you figure it out, or I don't have time for that. Or why do you always ask me to do these things? What are you doing for me? Those things will never be present in a healthy connection and definitely not in a soul connection. So as I was saying, it becomes very evident the more you become aware and look into all this is that most of the people you meet are not going to be ready and willing to treat you that way. And my advice to anyone listening, if you're listening to this, it's probably because you're sick of the bullshit is don't, don't take the bait anymore from those low level relationships. Yeah. And another piece that I found for me, and maybe you can share your thoughts on this too, Whitney, but every time I've been intimate with these men, it just takes it up like times a thousand, like adding sex into it because our wombs are so sacred. And when we are taking in the energy of a man, we're receiving their energy into our body. And so this is like attachments on steroids because when we, and and this might be like, if you're listening to this and you're like, I feel like he's all on me and around me and I can't stop thinking about him. And I feel like I, it's like a, a chemical drug, right? It's like that drug energy. Oftentimes what I'll do with, with these specific clients is we do a deep detox of the body and the womb and we remove all of their energy from the body and the womb. And also any, like, you know, any contracts you made with this person unconsciously, consciously, because when we entangle ourselves physically with these people, especially men. So I've noticed themes as well. Men who have really deeply rooted mother wounding, oftentimes it will be amplified because they aren't sourcing their energy. They're they're not sourcing their energy from God, source, mother, father. They're sourcing their energy from women. They're sourcing their energy from a, a woman's womb because they aren't connected. They don't know themselves as God. They don't know themselves as a creator. And when they're collapsed in themselves, it's like, that's why you see a lot of these men be very unintentional. I'm not shaming these men because women do it too. Like we've all been in these spaces to where we haven't maybe been intentional or we've been acting, moving from our wounding. And that can be you know, part of the process for some of us, but I just don't like seeing people struggling, but really being mindful of who you're um, letting in your body. I even personally, like I'm in one of the most, well, I'm in the most beautiful relationship of my life and I clear my body. all all the time from everyone, including him, because I want to have that clarity of my own field, my own vessel. And when we aren't doing these, um, you know, proper energetic hygiene, it's like taking a shower, like it's going to get staticky and you're going to feel disconnected from you. And you're going to be like, what's me? What's him? Like, ah, feels crazy. (laughs) Yeah, absolutely. It's always important to continue clearing your field because even when you meet your soulmate, it doesn't mean you stop making yourself number one, the number one source of love, which when it, when it's yourself, it is just as you said, it's your, it's your higher divine self. It's God, whatever you'd like to call it. That's always going to be the number one. Nothing else can be a replacement. Everything else is just a shared stream that you share together. And I think that's why soulmate partnerships are so powerful is because you're both sort of in the stream of the divine rather than I believe in those unhealthy, toxic relationships, you both are getting out of the stream of the divine. There's no divine there. And I would even venture to say that anything we experience in those relationships are not love. They can be affection. They can be addiction. Just as you said, you, you, if you have that feeling that it's you're overwhelmed and you almost feel it is this chemical reaction you have with them, 
that's not God because God and source are not something that makes you feel, lifts you up and drops you down. Right. That's something else. And so when we feel that we, that's another indication to look into it and ask, do I really love this person or do I just like this tumultuous ride, this intensity, this passion that we have, even though it's not healthy, is, is that what you really want? Cause I'm guessing that you don't feel that chemical attachment to your current partner, that feeling. No, not at all. And that's why at first I was like, this is very unique. Like what <laughs> took me a minute. It took me a minute because again, I had done a lot. I had done so much inner work, but experiencing this, you know, for those of you who are like, Oh, I I'm ready for this. I'm desiring this. Like when it does come, when it shows up, it's going to feel very different, especially if you've had a lot of the chaotic relationships, a lot of the, you know, the collapse and the wounding and all of these sorts of things to where this may feel a little unfamiliar at first. It'll feel familiar in the sense that like that soul connection is familiar, but then, you know, you're like, Oh, like it's like getting used to how relationships really are truly supposed to be in the sense that, you know, it's not the unconscious wounds going at each other all of the time. And it just feels like this beautiful sense of like, it just feels stable. It feels harmonious. It's like actually infused with love. Like it's, it's truly love because there isn't this, those heavier attachments to where it's like, you're trying to get something from this person or you're trying to create this situation with this person. It's just, it's more of a state of being like, it just is, it just, it's just easy. Like it, it, that's the best I can really put it into words because when you have the, the contrast, like the, the heightened contrast and you're used to all of this stuff, you know, true union, it's like that inner union. And then the union of the, in the physical as well. And I, I truly believe that there are, you know, really dense programs on this planet that are meant to block this because I believe that love is what changes this planet. Love and truth, love and benevolent power is what changes this planet. You know, people rising up in their truth with an open heart. And these relationships are an emanation of that. Like the amount of times him and I get stopped at the gym and people are just like, oh, you guys are so cute together. You just warm our hearts. Like people love love because love, it just... You can be in a dark place. And even if you feel a sprinkle of love, it's going to put a smile on your face for most of us, right? So it's the emanation of love that supports the change on this planet. And we see a lot of anti-love um, agendas in regard to, you know, again, I have no judgment to this, but just like the whole like hookup culture or even dating apps is a whole nother topic. And I'm not saying people need to throw the dating apps away, but as feminine embodied women, dating apps are not really supportive to our feminine system. It's like a hunting, it's like a sport on those things. And oftentimes what I found on dating apps, because I, it was last, the beginning of, it was like been about a year and a half or so. I was like, I was like, you know what? I am choosing to meet my man organically. That's just what I'm choosing. And I'm not going to be doing dating apps. I did a lot of dating apps. And for me, I feel that all I found on dating apps Again, it's, you know, there were parts of it were reflecting my own wounding, but all I found on dating apps was just men who were not dating with intention. And, you know, it just ended up in these cycles. Once again, I do believe that these men with these alpha king vibes, most of them don't hang out on dating apps. They're out building their wealth. 
they're building their empires, they're at the gym, they're doing, you know, the things that that they do on the daily basis. Like it's just much more grounded, not to say that some of them may not. So I'm not saying to like, you know, never do a dating app that I feel is up to each individual person and really trusting what is my intention behind the thing I'm doing? Am I doing this to just go on 10 dates? Because for me, that was exhausting. Like I did that at one point. It's like, I'm just going to date like a man. (laughs) That was not a good idea. (laughs) So I always just invite people to really reflect in is what is the intention behind the thing I'm doing and tuning into if you are in alignment with what it is you desire and would this aspect or version of you be doing that thing? Absolutely. Absolutely. And that's because that's uh, almost like visualization. Like if you see the person and the vision of version of you that you want to be, you have to ask, would they do this? Again, the example of if somebody is, you know, comes around and they're kind of in and out and indifferent and not very consistent energy, would that version of you that you want to be give them the time of day? No. They would say, this is clearly not the person I want, so I'm going to keep moving on, right? Would that version of me be sort of seeking out validation and asking people to like me, to ask me out? No, that person would be going about their life. So you're right. It's It's about just determining who do I want to be, what version of myself and what version of my life do I want, and why would you do anything else that's not aligned with that? At this point, right? Again, I'm a big believer that we got to go through what we have to go through because you don't figure it out. You can't just say, okay, cool. I'm going to stop doing that. It has to, it's not going to be Amanda or I sharing this. It may not just be listening to this podcast, but something happens for anyone that's decided to take, you know, the awakening journey, whatever you want to call it, where your flip switches and you realize it's my time now to do this, to actually make the changes to get what I want. And then you will get it. Unfortunately, a lot of people will spend their whole lives in those cycles and possibly end up in a less than soul connection because they're not willing. Because it's hard. It can be hard and scary and it could be unfamiliar. And it also means letting go of our, you know, comfort blanket. Because me having attention like that for men was, is very enticing and feels just, you know, I've struggled with all different types of addiction from food and drugs and alcohol and sex and love and sex and love is probably my favorite because it feels the best to my system. It's like, oh, yay. Just as you said, it's that wounding. You're you're both coming at, what did you call it? When we're trying to like heal, attend to our wounds. Like the unconscious wounds coming at each other. Unconscious wounds. And you know yeah. what's you know is, again, to my point that sometimes you have to go through things. The last relationship I was in, when I look back, we were so intense and, you know, just it was a very powerful connection and a lot of fighting. It was almost like a, a form of therapy is called psychodrama. And it's when you play out like periods of your life so you can process them and let them go. And when I look back, it's almost what we were doing. He had his wounds that matched my wounds, but unlike other situations I was in, we would both just kind of not share it. Like it was this very passive thing where I just made all these assumptions and there was, but with this guy, we were just fucking, it was all out, like no holds bar. We would have like knockdown, drag out fights, passionate sex. And of course I eventually got out of it because it was it was not going anywhere. It wasn't healthy, but I'm grateful for it because I got out. I think a lot of what I needed to, which was, was, I want you to, you know, make me feel this way. And it made me realize I can't be in a relationship just to try to get my needs met, just to say, Hey, you need to make me feel that way. Hello. It's not anyone else's job to make anybody feel a certain way. Even if you're with your soul partner, you cannot ask them, please help me feel this way. 
That's not what it, you have to do it for yourself first. They can be the icing on the cake, which is they love you truly. They want to tend to you and care for you, hear you and see you. And that's great. But if you haven't made the shift so that you have finally been willing to release all the other bullshit, all the other attachments to things that made you feel ephemerally good, just real quick, real quick fixes. If you let those go and like you said, connect with source and realize that that will always be the true connection with love and is always within you all the time, then you're not playing games anymore. You can't play games when you're ready to actually graduate right into the new, into the new experience of a true love. Yeah. Yeah. I feel like that's such a good point. You know, all of our journeys are different and there's some things that are each of our souls signed up for, and maybe it's going to take a few more cycles, but again, it's like, there's not anything that's necessarily right or wrong about it. It's just like, what, what is it that you are choosing to create an experience and, and, and you can bridge the gap and accelerate the process. And, you know, like I shared that story with that man, I could have chosen to go into a cycle with him where I was going to get to play out. It's like, you can either, there's oftentimes I found where it's like, I can either trust my inner knowing, even though it might feel a little uncomfortable. And there's a part of me that wants to see like what's on the other side of this thing, even though I already freaking know, like 99.999% of the time I already know, or I can go dabble and actually figure it out and have either it be confirmed or maybe there was another lesson there, another layer of the lesson there. So it really just is, you know, I do, I, again, I don't feel that I, I truly believe that we don't have to learn through pain and struggle. That's one thing that just like, I'm very empathetic towards like seeing people continuing to be in pain. Right. Cause I don't think that there's any human that wants to live in states of pain and depression and just like these, you know, this planet can feel very dense at times. I believe me, I I am definitely no stranger to that, especially after um, I don't I know if I shared this last time, but I was in law enforcement, a career in law enforcement for six years. And I left and I started a business, thought it was going to be all sunshine and rainbows. This has been the biggest initiation of my life because it's caused me to go within and turn over every stone. And this is actually what devotion is. It's actually part of mastery is being willing to walk through the fire and to go into your own internal, the depths of hell within yourself of all of the things that have either been projected onto you or you took on as stories or that your ancestors passed down around love. Like oftentimes we play out a lot of the same cycles that were passed down from our families. And I do believe that we are here to release these cycles so that we can actually revert back to what the divine template of being human is about. And that's harmony and creation and love, because let's be real, like some of the shit going on on this planet is just, it's not fun. It's not love. It's quite the opposite. But I believe that why we are here and part of, you know, if you're listening to this and you've gotten this far, if you're desiring this relationship, like you're meant to be part of that emanation of love. and the, you know, the biggest invitation I can give to you, well, one, reminding you that you are meant to have it. It's not by chance. And like being willing to feel the things, right? Because it's like, you know, if there's a little child crying, most of us are going to hold the child and be like, oh my gosh, like, you know, you know, let me just hold space for you, right? Do the same for yourself. You know, oftentimes we shame the shame. We judge the judgment rather than just letting like Oftentimes it's an inner child or the inner teenager just wants to be heard. It's pissed off, angry, sad. So just allowing that to come up and out. So you're not prisoner to it anymore. 
Oh, completely, completely. Thank you so much, Amanda, for that. That is, it's such an important message. And I love that idea of the divine template. I mean, that's essentially the calling that I got that a lot of us get, which is this knowing that we look around the world and we say, this, this doesn't feel right. There's something that's gone very wrong here. There's something that's really not working. We we're never meant to live this way. All these feelings have come up inside of me, but deepest in my heart, I sense that divine template of how life could be where we inherently know our worth and our value, where our, we work together in unison and love and compassion and kindness towards one another. And people hear that and they're like, yeah, that's what the hippie said. That's just a hippie. We have to get back to business. <laughs> it's just the inherent nature of life that we've lost touch with. But the thing is, it's if it's our divine ex- template and experience, it's inevitable. It's what we will always return back to. We can go in these, it, and it's just the experience of life, right? We came here to have certain experiences. If we wanted to be in the p- pure p- perfection, we wouldn't, we would have stayed in the spirit world and not come to the physical world. So another message along with what Amanda said, which is to trust your upheaval, your emotional um, experiences, you can seek out help, right? From a beautiful coach like Amanda or a therapist like me. There's so many people out there where you can, who will hear you and see you for your journey. Cause there's more spiritual coaches and therapists than ever who will understand what a spiritual awakening or a dark night of the soul is like and walk you through it. However, you, you also just have to trust that you are moving towards what you're meant for. Right. And know that it's not going to, you'll get through it. I promise you'll get through it. Amanda's been through it. I've been through it. If you just keep walking forward and let as painful as that emotional upheaval can be, it will pass. And once it does, it's this lightness that you'll get to feel. And I do believe that those of us who experience it are making our way towards that divine experience of life, which just like you said, when you meet your soul partner and you have this beautiful, true union, that's not riddled with that gross toxicness that so many partnerships have that's you can tell you can also kind of tell when people aren't very healthy you can tell that someone's feeling unmet needs and un you know but when you have it within yourself as well that also helps to light up the world when you truly feel and have come into your own divinity that's a brilliant thing yeah yeah and that's literally what part of my process was first is coming into like we hear a lot divine union heroes gamos like there's all kinds of buzzwords in the spiritual community and things and and for me it's like coming back into that inner wholeness like feeling at peace within myself and it doesn't mean that it's going to be every day just this past week I was clearing like some really deep ancestral stuff and it felt again I was like oh my gosh again (laughs) but I was like okay let's just be present for it because it hasn't been so it hasn't been quite so potent as far as like the density when you are understanding like the cycles and the flows and you don't resist it so much, like resisting it oftentimes just makes it that much more painful. You know, there are days and there was a day last week where I was like, okay, this is coming up. This feels really heavy. I'm going to, I cried a handful of times and I just let it come up and out. We're like remembering that we're clearing years and years and years of like, and there's, this can get really woo woo and esoteric, but I'll keep it very like 3d basic. We're clearing just years and years and years of trauma of dense trauma, dense programming, anti-love programming. We are clearing it through our physical bodies. That is not a small feat. This is not for the faint of heart. (laughs) 
it's not. And unfortunately, that's why a lot of people don't take the journey. They numb out. They use different addictive means to just numb out, escape, and even stay in unhealthy relationships. Because even though those become so painful and brutal, it can feel better than actually having to see what's on the other side of that, of actually getting healthy, of not being dependent on others to meet your needs and make you feel a certain way. When you decide to be a sovereign being and pursue that path, A, it's because you're ready. If you're listening to this podcast, it's because this time, congratulations, in this lifetime, you're ready. So yeah. do go for it. And, and you know, I, I don't know why I just felt called to say this, but we also just have to give our blessings to those who aren't ready because not everybody is. And everybody's on a different path and everybody came into this life with a different set of circumstances and past lives, whatever you want to say. But if you're listening to this and you're ready, it's because you're meant for it. And you're going to be one of those that connects with divinity and is the light in this world that's going to help make that shift. Yeah. And I can just empathize, you know, if you're listening to this and maybe it's like a darker of your days or you're feeling like wanting to give up, give up. I have been there. I feel you. I see you. It can feel so heavy. And sometimes it can feel like really even I've had states um, when I was in those places where I kept hearing people talk about love and light, just be positive. I'm like, no, I'm in the shit right now. So just allowing yourself to like, not stay in the swampiness, but allowing yourself to be okay with where you're at in this moment. And don't, you don't have to, you know, bypass and you don't have to force yourself out of it. You know, there are times to pick yourself up and put on your big girl pants, right. And, you know, maybe get a workout in or move your body or get some sunlight in your face, things of that nature. But also it's like, you know, if you're moving through some really deep stuff and you're clearing some really deep stuff, like being okay with what is in this moment and not making yourself wrong for where you're at right now. Because again, there were times where I was going through stuff and I'd have people be like, oh, well, just look for what you're grateful for. I'm not great. I don't feel gratitude right now. I'm not going to force myself to feel gratitude when I feel pain and anger. I'm not going to gaslight myself basically. And so <laughs> when he's laughing, so, you know, just honoring you wherever you're at right now. Yes. Yes. We absolutely have to allow it, no matter what it is. Like, even with, if you feel like you're going to go back to a guy that, you know, didn't treat you well, if you're, if you've made the, cho the choice, okay, I'm going to do this, then just honor and say, okay, then you're making the conscious decision to go for another round. Just be aware of your, don't, if, whenever we get angry at ourselves, we just dig our hole deeper, right? Hopefully it's at least hot. <laughs> like if you're going back again, hopefully it's at least hot. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, and you know, you just have to have grace with yourself because again, when you're done, you'll be done and it's going to take what it takes. So maybe you just need that one last go around to get something you didn't get the last time. And then you can be on your way. But also, you know, when you're having those dark times, I too would try and fight it. I would say, what is wrong with me? How could this be happening? I've already been through this shit. I've been over it. Why is it coming back? We have to trust that when it returns to us, it's because again, it's not fully processed. There's something, this is really spirit, your universe, whatever is wanting you to fully be free. Not a little bit free, not mostly free, full fucking freedom requires mm -hmm. all that, those misconceptions and falsehoods to release from you. So allow for it. And I, I will say that, you know, like you said, Amanda, it can be brutal. And I had, you know, a lot of suicidal ideation during my times because it was just so, you mentioned the word that's what it is. It feels heavy. It feels hopeless. So of course I encourage everyone to reach out for help. If you really need it, if you're really in that darkness and having scary thoughts, I personally was able to just hold that thought and just push through. Like, I, I know you're feeling this way, but see how you feel in an hour tomorrow and it would pass. But 
it, I just couldn't believe it. I couldn't believe it that myself, a grown woman, a therapist was having these thoughts, but it's because you're moving some of your deepest, heaviest, most painful emotions out of the way, out of your system. So you can fully level up and get to that level of a higher state of being so that you can feel better about yourself and meet people that are aligned with you for your highest good. That's all the universe ever wants for you. Yeah. And, and, you know, there's no shame in reaching out for help. Like I have mentors and healers that I trust, you know, if there's sometimes I feel to move through it on our own and then sometimes to reach out for help and there's no shame in reaching out for help. Like at the end of the day too, it's like people are who, and and I'm not saying this from a place of judgment, but there are a lot of people like I'm self-made. I do that. I can do this all on my own. It's like, for me personally, I'm, I'm here for human connection. And if, if like, what else are we here for? If we're not here for a physical experience and to have that community and that connection and to be able to call a girlfriend and cry on the phone for a little while, you know, like it's something that where where it's like we've been and I think that I actually I do feel for men in this sense because I feel like it can even be heavier because it's like less societally acceptable for them to be you know processing these things and how however I do feel men heal in a different way than women I've noticed that as well but also there's emotions we all, we're all, emotions aren't going away and so you know I feel that it it's um I just feel for men in the sense that it's like, you know, I feel that they struggle with their own stuff as well. So just, you know, for all of us just coming from a place, it's like, you don't know what that next person is going through and, you know, what we're all going through our own stuff in taking it day by day. And we're doing the best we can with the tools we have. Not that that gives us an excuse to treat people poorly, but, you know, just seeing things from a different perspective and just being a little kinder to yourselves. Cause sometimes it's like, we wouldn't let someone else talk to us that way. So like, starting with ourselves and not talking to ourselves that way is huge is huge. And that's also the piece of detaching from drama. And another, I, don't, I just, I wrote down all these mantras recently because they keep coming to me and it's important. They can be powerful to have these sayings, but something I heard this morning was I released negative thoughts about myself and my life. And I think that's powerful too. The more we don't realize when, how much it adds up when we say, Oh, I knew this was going to happen to me. I knew this wasn't going to work out. I knew I was this, that, and the other thing. Like you said, don't, when we talk to ourselves that way, it keeps us down making a practice of as hard as it can feel sometimes to let go. Cause again, it can be kind of dramatic, right? You get stuck in the drama of Eeyore-ness almost like, oh man, nothing's good. Everything's bad. You really need to pull yourself up and say, I know that's where I want to go. That's my usual go-to. That's where my natural groove is that I've established yet. Maybe I could try a different way, right? They say, yeah. if, you, if you, uh, if you want something you've never had, you have to do something you've never done. Or if you, if you keep doing the same thing, you're going to keep getting the same thing all. And to say that if you really want what you say you want, you've got to take action. Like Amanda deciding to go into this fitness challenge and get her, and you decided to take action finally, where you said, I thought about this a lot, but I never actually did it. And there's a big difference of sitting on the couch, thinking about being a competitive fitness model and actually doing it. So yeah, the way we talk to ourselves, all of that. And again, anyone listening, I imagine it's because you're ready to level up. You're ready to maybe take that step. But as we said, be gentle with yourself. Maybe it's a year from now and you'll hear this again or another message and then you'll be ready. Whatever your timeline, compassion for yourself, patience, that's what it's all about. Yeah, I, I feel to add, you know, if you're someone who tends to 
be maybe one that takes action all the, all the time and you don't pause, maybe it's time to pause. And if you're one that wallows in your sorrows a lot, and I say that with only love, but you're like in the swampiness all the time, maybe it's time to take action. So it's like dependent too on like noticing and being an observer and not, and being like a witness of like what's going on, like maybe zooming out a little bit and like, oh, okay. Like I'm noticing this coming up. Can I actually detach from my own stuff for a moment? And sometimes it gives a beautiful perspective and then we can make a conscious decision. Okay, gosh, yeah, this is a pattern where I feel this sorts of thing in my, you know, my emotional body. And then I go into collapse and I binge watch Netflix for a week. So maybe then you're the person who maybe wants to make a change and go get some sunshine or go get a Pilates membership or go get a personal trainer or go fix your nutrition, you know, taking some action to break that up because that in and of itself is going to start rewiring those programs. And it's going to create space because you're not continuing to let the unconscious pain run the show. And then on the contrast, if you're someone who I, this is a lot of what I used to do is I would just stay busy. I'd burn myself out. I'd be busy, busy, busy so that I didn't have to sit with myself. So for a while, I was one that needed to sit with myself and sit with my emotions and cry some buckets of tears. <laughs> so just, you know, I feel like that can add some perspective on just observing your pa- your own patterns and your own cycles to pull yourself out of these loops because these loops are meant to keep women in collapse. Therefore, you if you're in collapse, you are not in your creative genius. You are not magnetizing everything that's meant for you if you're constantly in these patterns of collapse. And that's what like the dark false matrix ickiness, that's where it wants you because when we're in love, when we're in our power, when we're in our sovereignty, it's a completely different ballgame. You're an emanation of all the things that are you instead of all the old stuff you've been told is you. Absolutely. Absolutely, Amanda. And thank you so much for adding those additional perspectives because that's also so important to realize is that just because my experience or Amanda's or someone else is one way doesn't mean that yours is going to be that way. You, whatever yours is, is your own unique situation. And all you can do is that's where the sovereignty comes in is saying, I am trusting my own experience. I'm going to feel into what I need, not what somebody else, not what somebody else experienced or what worked for them, but what will work for me. Yeah. So thanks for sharing that. And thanks for being on the show again, Amanda. We Yeah, thank you for having me. We could probably talk for hours and hours. I always love these conversations when we could just ramble on. <laughs> well, I'll, I'll be interested to have you back again six months or a year, and we'll see, goodness, how far will we have gone by then? Because we're just going to start accelerating, aren't we? Oh, yes, we are. We aren't, we aren't stopping. It's not, there are some days where I'm like, oh, what am I doing? And then it's like, you just know, like, it's just, that's part of the mastery. That's part of the devotion is like, even though I feel like some things aren't working, usually the breakthrough is on the other side of that thing too. Yes. The unknown. Very important and powerful. All right, Amanda, well, congratulations on everything on, you know, your new work developments, your romance developments, all this stuff on your amazing accomplishments. It's just so cool. You've done so much this year. Very amazing. So good to have you here. Thanks for sharing your wisdom. If people would like to work with you, if people are fed up, they want to do some of this womb work. They want to do some of this neutralizing work to our past partners. They want to clear all the bullshit out so they can finally level up to meet their king. How can they find you? So my two favorite offerings, the Juicy Love Academy is my baby. (laughs) So I was doing these launches and these programs and I'm like, wait, there are so many women that need this retemplating work, this energy work that I've been speaking about. And this, um, just a deeper understanding of what's going on with the system. And then what is the actual original 
divine template of a human. And so I've put literally all of my programs into this membership. It's called the Juicy Love Academy. So we, there's hours of healing already in the archives. And then we meet twice a month and I do two live healings twice a month. And it's all around the retemplating of your field, the, the body work, the womb work, the heart work, the devotional template work, the inner king work, the feminine embodiment work. So it's just a beautiful blend of everything all in one place. So if you are interested in deepening into this work and doing like that retemplating work, I would invite you to take a look at the Juicy Love Academy. And for all of your listeners, um, you can use the code juicy love for your first month free for the membership and it's month to month. So there's no like contracts. I I'm a big believer in like letting people, you know, like it's like when it's complete, it's complete. So just giving people that space to get what they need out of it. But um, yes, I would love to invite you into that. I do have one-on-one offerings. So if that's something that pings for you, you can send me a message. My website is my name, amandamonier.com, M-O-N-N-I-E-R. So you can find all of these offerings on my website. Beautiful. Fantastic. Thank you so much, Amanda. You're such a talented, wonderful woman. I'm so grateful for you as a friend and for your presence here on this planet to help all of us find our way because we're all just helping each other out, getting to that place of knowing of knowing our divine self and then it gets getting to experience it and getting to have that beautiful experience of beautiful love and relation with yourself. So enjoy my dear. And thank you again. I'll talk to you soon. Thank you. That wraps up our episode for today. Thank you so much for listening to women waken. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it with others and come back for more. If you'd like to connect with the Women Waken community, you can find us on Instagram at Women Waken. And if you follow Women Waken, you can get a free tarot card reading if you just send a DM. I hope you have a wonderful rest of your day and don't forget to let your unique light shine into this world.